0: Welcome to the Five Nine, the official podcast of the Fierce Telecom and Technology Group. Join us each week for the latest insights on five G, millimeter wave, AI, electronics, sensors, networking, infrastructure, and more in the communications and technology space.
1: All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another week at, here at the Fierce Telecom Podcast. My name is Alejandro Pinedo, and Another great guest to talk to today. We're joined by Scott Wisniewski. He's the Chief Strategy Officer at AST Space Mobile. Scott, uh, great to have you on. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having us, Alejandro. Well, Scott, a lot to talk about uh, today as always, but before we get into the um, depths of the discussion, I wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce um, the company and, and your role as well so it gives a little bit of context of where you're coming from as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, So AST Space Mobile, uh, we founded about six years ago uh, with the one goal to connect our satellites to regular cell phones uh, directly from space. So cellular broadband from space is is the entire focus of our company. Uh, I'm the chief strategy officer at AST Space Mobile and before that I was an investment banker who helped uh, raise the money to fund the company and, uh, and introduce some of the strategic partners and then also take us public. Uh, we now traded on, on the NASDAQ. But uh, we are, um, you know, we've are we been at this for six years. And it's an incredibly challenging problem that has a lot of societal benefits and, and kind of obvious uses
1: that uh, we're very
0: excited about and our, our partners are very excited about. Brilliant.
1: So, well, let me start by asking you a little bit about where we are For satellite. Uh, You know, this is obviously a topic that's getting a lot of headlines, a lot of uh, big investment, and and a lot of exciting uh, developments in in satellite technology. Uh, It's been around for a while, but it seems like it's hitting its stride now in terms of being able to provide connectivity affordably and, uh, you know, at a a large scale. So why is this an exciting time to be in in satellite? And, you know, especially for you with a finance background, you'll be well aware of, right, of all the risk averse uh, behaviors that folks will have. So, So what's making this an exciting time to invest and be involved in it?
0: Right. Well, uh, you know, I think of satellite and space very much as an extension of telecom broadly. Right. We live in an environment that has been dramatically expanding uh, the demand for telecom services, for connectivity, uh, has just experiences dramatic expansion every year, has for many years and, and is expected to in the future. And that's because we have more and more things that we do online. Uh, we have more and more things that we do on our phones as we move about and telecom needs to support that. Um, within telecom, space and satellite is is a very unique tool. Uh, of course, fiber and, and wireless are, are always going to be the workhorses, but satellite uh, has historically been an extension of coverage and continued, can continue to be that. And uh, because of the advances in technology over the last 10 years, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, new use cases that can be addressed and so I would really put it into a couple categories one uh, satellites for for backhaul um, you know so that's kind of historically how satellites have supported uh, mobile network operators in the wireless industry basically taking the function of uh, the fiber to the tower so that you can land traffic in hard to reach places where you can't get fiber and uh, and basically from a small cell or a macro cell distribute connectivity to other devices, just like a cell tower. Uh, what we're after uh, at AST Space Mobile is direct-to-device, um, direct-to-the-cell phone on an unmodified basis. And this is very different from what, the, from the opportunity that's historically been uh, 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 approached in, in the industry and, and where uh, the industry is today. And it opens up a very different addressable market, a very different use case, and a very different set of partners. And that's why To date, we've signed up over 25 mobile network operators, um, approaching 2 billion subscribers amongst them, and uh, have been twice invested in by the likes of Vodafone, who's the largest carrier outside of China, and American Tower, the largest cell tower company in the world. So it's a very uh, different opportunity that we're going after, direct-to-device, but satellite uh, has been very useful for mobile network operators uh, historically, and we expect... Um, with our contribution, um, it'll be increasingly a tool for them to use.
1: Great, so uh, uh, Scott, you, you talk a little bit about those partnerships that you have with um, with the carriers, and and there's some you know that that are very high profile, and some very exciting names that you're involved with. So what's what's making really the, the the business case to to partner, what is the importance of satellite? You mentioned getting that, um, uh, you know, replacing the fiber as backhaul, but it seems like there's there's more to it, right? That you bring to the table for these carriers in terms of partnerships you're establishing.
0: That's right. Uh, So at the end of the day, we are a way for the mobile network operators to service places where they don't have good terrestrial infrastructure today. Um, Whether that's because... It's outside their network or they have not decided to build towers there or they have not yet built towers or, or lit up certain frequencies. And so we're a very powerful, flexible tool in that regard. Um, and that's really been the attraction of the mobile network operators to our our model for a long time. Uh, so we're building this network uh, uh, together with the support of these mobile network operators. And you know, I mentioned Vodafone we also have agreements and understandings with folks like uh, Telefonica, AT&T, Orange, uh, Rakuten Mobile, uh, to name a few. And so uh, this, is, this is a powerful tool in the CTO's uh, network management uh, toolbox. And what this will allow uh, with an activation at the, at the network core in each country, it uh, is designed to allow them the ability to offer this service to their subscribers. Um, Much like when you land abroad and you get a text message and it says, you know, you're out of network, would you like to connect? Um, Very similarly, when you're out of coverage in country, uh, you could receive that same text message and sign up for a day pass or or a monthly recurring uh, plan. And that would allow you with cellular broadband to 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 still be connected, even though you're outside the terrestrial network of your of your carrier.
1: And something I wanted to to bring up. So we, we talk a lot about here at Fierce Telecom about the digital divide. And, you know, I think based on just doing some some basic sleuthing, right, it's as simple as going to your website. There's a lot of talk about connecting the unconnected. You've already mentioned that sort of in, in the opening uh, words you had. Can you talk a little bit about how that forms a mission for AST, but also perhaps more widely for, for the satellite um uh, industry in terms of the role that that you can play in bringing that connectivity at a at a large scale, and and we can talk specifically about some you know some of those satellite uh, launches you've had uh, in a little while, but broadly you know what's what's the role for satellite in, in bringing connectivity to everyone?
0: Right. So so for us, we are um, we're a satellite manufacturer and, and and we'll operate our space network. Uh, together with mobile network operators, we'll, we'll operate a ground network to land that traffic. But at the end of the day, we're creating cells on the ground, just like a tower would, but without towers, that uh, cell phone users can, can, can travel into and can connect to as they, as they live, work, and travel. And uh, that has uh, many different um, target markets, depending on the country. Uh, you can imagine uh, the target markets in the U.S., um, might be folks that, that travel a lot or that uh, move around a lot or that live in areas with not good connectivity. Um, and, and, and those might be higher ARPU markets. Uh, you go around the world and uh, you find perhaps larger areas of, uh, of connectivity that are lacking but with a lower ability to pay. And those are different types of markets, but our solution is also uh, very useful for them. And so the, the, the goal and the mission to connect the unconnected and bridge the digital divide is, is a very meaningful one. It's one that even as terrestrial networks make more progress each year, it becomes increasingly important because we do more and more of our, our lives online and uh, digitally. So uh, the data basically says that there are 3.7 billion people globally who don't have access to cellular broadband, which means 3G or better. Um, so they're either 2G or, or nothing. And that severely limits uh, their economic opportunities and their ability, to generally, to participate in in, in, in a digital life. Um, and and I think all the data and, and all the political objectives confirm that when folks are, have access to, to digital the digital world, you know, their opportunities increase, their economic opportunities increase, their life opportunities increase. And so that's a very very exciting mission to be driving forward on. And there's a lot of different angles to that. Um, Really, every company in the telecom landscape has the ability to impact that mission. But for us, um, because we can connect regular, to regular cell phones and because so much of the Earth's surface is not covered uh, well by terrestrial infrastructure, uh, we, have a, we have the ability at AST Space Mobile to, to really impact this mission in a differentiated way in, in many countries. Um, because with a low Earth orbit network, you are, you're, you're, you're launching a global network. And so for us, it's not just one country or two countries. We have the ability to impact many countries.
1: Right. Yeah. So so I, th- I think the beauty here is, is, of course, as a satellite uh, network, you can cover across national boundaries, which is a luxury that is often not available to, to the carriers with some obviously large group exemptions, exceptions. Um, so when you think about the digital divide and getting everyone connected, are we there? um in terms of the network, what's what's the what's the big obstacle to overcome? Is it on the equipment and getting folks to have the right device and and getting people to use it appropriately, or is it on the network side?
0: Right. So the, the wireless ecosystem is, is is very large at this point and, and quite incredible. It's a it's a market that does over a trillion of revenue. It's a, a market full of very large operators who are highly consolidated and operate in many countries who are making billions of dollars of investment. In spectrum and and uh, in telecom infrastructure, you know, five G alone is going to be nearly a trillion of investment um, between 2020 and 2025. So, uh, it's it's a network that's that's alive. It's evolving. It's imperfect. Uh, the demand drivers are robust and and and, and, and very strong. Uh, our need for more coverage and more throughput, each user, each individual, is is very high. So as those networks evolve, there's a lot of work to do um, by all participants. Uh, the, the unique thing that we add is the ability to, with a regular phone, uh, get service for as little as a dollar at a time uh, in some markets. So basically, uh, you'll have the ability with a phone uh, and no further dish required. You don't need to spend $100, $500, $1,000. You can just have your regular phone. Um, so. So uh, today, where someone has a phone but doesn't have a network, uh, we would solve that problem. Um, now, if you want to go further down the list, um, getting phones in people's hands, uh, getting the ability to charge those phones, there are, there are other solutions that industry participants like Vodafone uh, drive, um, you know lower cost phones, uh, devices that do charging of phones in places where there's no power, but those are those are more marginal use cases for us the ability to give someone service when they have a regular cheap phone. But there's no expensive telecom infrastructure built out. That's what we bring to the table, and, and it's a very important add-on to everyone's efforts.
1: Absolutely. I wanted to ask you specifically about Blue Walker 3, so uh, your, your test satellite uh, successful launch uh, last September. Why is the satellite so significant? Um, and, uh, you know, what, I guess, as you think forward, what, uh, what else can we, uh, can we look forward to seeing in, in terms of uh, future launches? Sure. So, so Blue Walker 3 is our second test satellite
0: and kind of completes the R&D phase for our company. Um, it's uh, once fully deployed, will be the largest communications array ever commercially placed into low Earth orbit. Um, so it's a it's a large satellite. It's about six hundred ninety three square feet. Uh, we believe that large satellites are absolutely critical to the solving the problem of delivering cellular broadband directly to the phone from something that's hundreds of miles away. Uh, and so this is a very important milestone for our company, uh, one that's in process right now, having launched the satellite uh, in early September and preparing to unfold it and then uh Show its capabilities. So this uh, this satellite is very important. You know, cellular broadband direct from space is is an incredible innovation for mankind. And uh, with this satellite, we'll importantly be doing testing with our mobile network operator partners. So we'll be doing testing on all six inhabited continents with over ten players, including Vodafone, AT and T, Rakuten Mobile, Orange, and others. And uh, that'll allow us to coordinate with their core networks so that when we do our commercial rollout, uh, they'll be ready. And that's important because we mirror cellular architecture very much in a similar way. So that a lot of the equipment that's on a tower today uh, produced by the likes of Nokia, we actually place back at the network core. And so we are trying to step into the shoes of existing cellular architecture as much as possible. And, and blue Walker three is a key to testing uh, that capability. Um, with that. You know, we plan to launch five more satellites in late 2023 and uh, continue with building our network of 168
1: satellites in 2024 and beyond. Well, uh, plenty to keep you guys busy. That's that's for sure. Um, Well, let me let me close with with this. Um, You know, a lot of our our listeners and and the readers of Fierce Telecom News and our newsletters, of course, are are the engineers and, and the strategy folk that are shaping current and future networks. So coming at it from, from the satellite um, angle, of course, you have many already successful partnerships in place. So I'm sure you you have done a fair bit of work in, in talking to this community already. But do you have a, a, a message or, or something for for the telco folk to keep in mind when thinking about satellite and, and how to build out networks in partnership uh, with companies like, uh, like yours? Yeah, I
0: think satellites have... Uh, are a very powerful tool. They're increasingly attractive from a unit economics perspective and from a capabilities perspective. But the important thing is that, uh, you know, while historically they've been used for backhaul and uh, standards-driven, you know, the capability to interconnect with our network is right around the corner. Um, you know, through six years of work, 2,400 patent and patent pending claims, 500 million of investment, we are, uh, you know, preparing to, to launch our network broadly and uh, believe that you know the ability to interconnect with a space network that delivers cellular broadband is a very powerful tool and uh, with our technology uh, which is highly flexible, uh, it, it, it solves a lot of problems that that mobile network operators and their and their engineers have today
1: brilliant uh well i look forward to uh keep uh, hearing about your your launches um and of course your your success story and, and more partnerships because i think if we're going to connect everyone we need to think of every possible solution under the sun and and in this case out in space so um uh, scott thank you so much for for sharing your thoughts uh, i think this is uh, you know i like to think of the podcast as a starting point so hopefully this is a a chance for, for folks to, to learn more uh, and to keep an eye out for, for everything that's going on in, in satellites. So uh, we hope that uh, you can join us again as you continue on this journey. It'll be great to hear uh, how you guys get on and especially with such an important mission to get everyone connected. Awesome. Thanks for having us. All right. And to you, listener, thank you so much again for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Fierce Telecom podcast. Until then, thanks for listening and take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Five-Nine, Fierce Telecom's official telecom and technology podcast. Follow
0: us on ZenCaster to get the latest ICT insights each week. Get the latest telecom and technology news at our websites. FierceWireless.com, FierceElectronics.com, FierceTelecom.com, and FierceVideo.com. See you soon.